Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam storytelling podcast, where we share short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. Where are your hosts? Christina Kishbot and Cassie Soliday. God, that was so scary. It startled me. We're having a normal conversation in our normal voices. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to press record now. And Christina comes on with this dark, deep voice. Can you tell me? I'm super excited for The Conjuring 3. And that's why I'm being spooky. Ah, so that's what the movie you're seeing tonight? No, not tonight. Oh, I thought that's why you needed to leave at like a specific time. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making up what your life is. (laughs) Do you ever think about that? Like, how do other people think you live your life? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I have a a heart out of like, I bet they're going to see a movie. Yeah, I expect people to wonder what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Is that where the no context calendar uh, updates on Instagram come from? <laughs> it's like, just guess what my life is like. <laughs> Dogs, needlework, beaches. I mean, it's always the same thing. It's like three pictures of Nader, five pictures of Ricky, and then maybe like some random shit from where I've been. It's always the same thing. But it's like it's like a mental puzzle for me. So I love those updates. Oh yeah. I'm probably okay, gonna good. start doing my own because I, I really Yay. like those updates when you do them. Was, They're so fun. I was trying to get people to start. Like I was trying to start a trend here. Cause my friend Jen does them. And she's the one who kind of like I was inspired by her. And then I was like, people are gonna this is gonna definitely catch for sure. <laughs> and then like nobody else does. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about it, but I also think in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, she's going to think I'm just like copying her. No, I want coolest. that. And it's true, but <laughs> I want you to copy me. Okay, good. Now that's that I know part. that, yeah, I think there's such a struggle to be original, but also be like, that's so cool. I want to mm-hmm. get in on that mm-hmm. and make it a community thing, but mm-hmm. you never know how people will, will react when you do that. So yeah cool that you're on that now that everyone knows maybe they'll start doing it they'll listen yeah to everyone <laughs> hashtag no context calendar do it every month random pictures from the month it's super cute and you're like your following can see like oh i wonder what that was from or like fun times in vegas yeah they will make their own narrative around mm-hmm. your life and you will be mysterious to them You'll feel, you'll feel very powerful and very Scorpio, for sure. I don't know what that means, but that's fun. And I'm sure <laughs> so many people know what that means. <laughs> like, if you would have said Taurus, but I think that's just because I know my sign. I don't know anyone else's sign. <laughs> you only um, know Taurus. Yeah. If you said, like, Slytherin, I would have I known immediately. A special brand of Slytherin Scorpio. That's me. Yeah, I'm Slytherin Taurus. You're At least last Slytherin? time I checked. At one point, I was a Hufflepuff. I was going to say, my friend Noelle was the queen of the Hufflepuffs when we first took the Pottermore quizzes. Mm-hmm. And now you could not convince me that she's a Hufflepuff. She is the most Ravenclaw person I've ever met now. And it's just funny to see, like, how people change. <laughs> yeah. So, because so, yeah. I was, like, kind of... Like, what the heck? Why am I no longer a Hufflepuff? And then I felt like my whole identity was falling apart right, for, like, you know, an afternoon. But it's very dramatic to me in the moment. Um, but then I started reading more about Slytherins. And I was like, oh, damn it. I'm, I'm this. You're like, <laughs> I'm damn. this now. Like, I'm I've evolved. 
No, I think um, also when Pottermore came out, I like had basically everyone I know take the quiz Mm -hmm. and I had to talk several people off of Hufflepuff ledges because they would get Hufflepuff and they'd be like, that's the worst house. And I'd be like, no, no, it's not. I love Hufflepuffs. Most of my friends are Hufflepuffs. How dare you? So. I think I might have been one of those in the early days, actually. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> yeah, because like, I don't know. I just wanted to be Gryffindor. <laughs> but I grew to love Hufflepuff and I finally grown to love my new Slytherin self. Yeah, I love it. I, I think they just Slytherin. don't go enough into those stories of those in the movies or the mm-hmm. books. So mm-hmm. it's a little harder to embrace it so quickly. But yeah, there's good Slytherins out there. And, you know. You can use your conniving skills for good. So, yay. <laughs> yeah. But enough about personalities and mysterious lives. Last week, Jared dared you to write a story on honeymoon. Oh my God. <laughs> I did. Okay. So, I did something wacky. <laughs> what? <laughs> you? <laughs> Me, huh? Um, okay. So. They're a series. Okay, my honeymoon story is a series of vignettes about women on their honeymoons Mm. or about to go on their honeymoons or whatever. So the fun part is it's kind of uh, it's kind of like a guessing game for you to see if you know what women I'm talking about. Wait, do they have real life counterparts? Yeah. Am I one of the inspirations for one of them? No, I mean real oh. life is real life is not. They have they have okay. They are fictional characters. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Did you say fictional before and I was just like all conceited? No, like, no. Am I you, an inspiration? Am I your moves? Okay. No, you said real life and I said yes. So you were right to assume that maybe you as a real life person. Okay, good. I'm like, gosh, I need to check my attitude. So good. I'm glad that it was a logical jump. Um, but that's awesome. I can't wait so, to play this game. Yeah. So, so there's like two ways we can do it. I can read all of them um together at once and you can guess what they are or i can read one at a time and you can guess one at a time Hmm. i think let's go through them all so that the audience can play along i'm going to write down at the end of each story who i think it might be and then um i'll share those at the end (laughs) we can all compare notes together (laughs) perfect i'm going Uh, to label them like with numbers so i'll be like one so you know when it ends okay yeah this i told you i was being wacky i was being straight up wacky about this this is so interactive it's really fun (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it sounds really fun it's i feel like it's gonna be a party here so okay and how many are there eight but they're very short oh they're very short okay gonna meet myself and whenever you're ready you can begin okay (laughs) here we go number one she had changed her name once they were married well yes her last name became his but she also changed her first name too many questions a past she wanted to let die 
the way that she almost did. Her prince was kind and pretty and made her laugh, just like that first day she saw him. One of the ten kind faces she had encountered since her father's death. She thinks her father would like her new name. He would like her husband, but what he would like most of all is that she is finally safe and happy. Two. She's so far from home. If she could choose, she would have never come here. Never seen this place, never seen the wonders there could be by the hands of man. But when he looks at her as they enter the little room they've rented in London for their first night together, she suddenly realizes being homesick, being disgusted, belittled, and disregarded might have been worth it. She wistfully remembers her first love the man who started all of this. And while she has some resentment for his role in where she is now, she thinks about how much she did love him. She would have loved him forever if she never knew what kind of man he really was. But we learn lessons in life, and now she looks at her new husband, a truly good man she was never meant to meet. She can't help but to thank the savage that brought them together. She still didn't know him very well, but she loved how he liked to dress in disguise while among the people in the village. A hat covering the top of his face so all she saw was his wry smile, the thing that caused the first spark in her heart the night that they met. But she's going to learn from his mistakes, and she will never let him go. Everything he is, his hat, his smile, his pants, his shoes, she wants it all to herself. At the inn where they had decided to spend their first nights as husband and wife while holding hands over breakfast, she heard the rumors about how they met and what dramas and bloody occurrences happened to bring them together. Rumors he told her to ignore. People talk. That's what they do. We talked. And look at us, darling. Wonderstruck and enchanted with each other from the moment we met. Four, he is kind of an idiot, she thinks as she watches him say bye to his uncles. They fist bump, they chest bump, they head bump. And he's so much bigger and stronger than them that she doesn't know how he doesn't hurt them. She has a lot of questions for him and she plans to learn everything during their time they have finally alone together. She knows he is hers and she is his, and it always was that way, even when they were little, and even in the years they were separated. There was no one else for her. But as she watches him with the men who raised him, being so immature and silly, she is reassured that while he is the hero of the story, she's the one who will be running the show. The true leader. Five. Too much has changed. She can't cope. Four days ago, she was a simple girl in the woods, a wandering dreamer, a foolish romantic child. Now she sits next to a husband. Yes, he was the man that she had hoped for, and yes, he was the one in her dreams. But was she the one in his dreams? Was this his choice? He had fought for her, 
almost died for her. How can she live up to that? How can she pay him back for such bravery in the name of such unknown? The unknown scares her so much she suddenly feels so tired. She just woke up, but she's ready to rest again. And as they ride off to the little cabin in the woods to be husband and wife, he lays his head on her shoulder and falls asleep, but not before squeezing her hand three times. She lays her head on his and falls into a blissful slumber herself. Six. He didn't know what he was doing. He made them jump on this flying ride and didn't really have a destination in mind. She can't help but melt, though, as he tries to figure out where they are. She offers they just go back home, but he tells her no way. They have magic here. They should do something cool for their honeymoon. She reminds him that they have yet to really go on a certain magic ride, complete with a sensual look. He nods quickly, suddenly more nervous. She reminds him also that they don't have any money, that they left the palace with nothing. And now they're sitting on the top of a huge, uncomfortable stone triangle with some very angry-looking people in wigs shaking their fists at them below. They won't be able to buy their way out of this one. At home, she has a comfy bed, and she has a palace of people ready to serve them instead of people here who seem like they might stone them to death before they're able to consummate their nuptials. He sighs. She grabs him and kisses him deeply. A bed, she says again. He nods and she almost falls off as they fly away back to the palace where they began their journey together. Seven. Saying goodbye to her father was the hardest part. She can't help but to think back on their last fight. It was literally about the man she lays next to right now. What do they say? You should learn to walk before you can run? Well... Now, as she lays in bed, her own legs wound with his on this beautiful ship, in this beautiful room, on this luxurious bed, she sees how she really decided to go full sprint without ever wiggling a toe. And yet she made it out with her dream come true. She was a part of his world, even when she almost lost him to another beautiful woman. She was his, and as she heard him breathe slowly in his sleep, Tired from another new thing she rushed her body into, she told herself she would let herself live slowly from now on. She wouldn't just learn to walk now that she had him. She would saunter. She would glide. She would dance. She would jump. She would skip. And yes, sometimes she would even swim. Eight. She still dreams of fur and claws and teeth. A terrifying and incredible sight. When she turns around, though, he is there. Skin and nails and lips. They had been holed up in the newly sunlit room, which had been thrust into darkness for so long. The same as her love. He still flinches sometimes when she touches him, but then he embraces her with the warmth of a glorious fur coat. She knows when they do eventually leave this room, there will be many questions few answers, and even more speculation. But she also knows they can always count on each other to fight for the glorious beam of golden light they found in a hopeless and dark place. Nine. 
and okay. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I guessed all of them right. Pretty sure I didn't. They're beautifully written. Thank you. I was struggling so hard with reading. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I feel like you had some red herrings in some of them because I was like, oh, this could be this. Oh, wait a second. It could be wait that. And so, and um, it'll be interesting to see um, what what you were referencing uh, and see if it matches up with what I was hearing. Because honestly, like there were some of them that like I was like, well, I have no clue. This sounds completely original to me. You know, <laughs> so like, and I'm also, yeah. And you said these are fictional characters? They're fictional characters, yes. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll start at one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Cinderella? <laughs> no. But I have no close. close. Um, number one. Number one's probably the hardest, I think. Um, but it's Snow White. Snow White, of course. Yeah. The biggest clue is uh she says one of the ten kind faces I've she's encountered since her father died. Yeah, I was like counting counting characters and like the Disney Cinderella. At that point, I was like, "Well, there were a lot of mice. <laughs> there were there were at least ten mice." <laughs> yeah, so I I figured that wasn't that one, but because like also like my main point of reference is the Disney movies. Like I haven't read all of the original tales, so um, ob- but obviously Snow White and the Ten Faces, like that's pretty obvious now that you say it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Yay! Okay, so good job. Number... <laughs> Thanks for participating. Okay, so number two, uh, Pocahontas and Ryan. Who the heck is Ryan? The guy after John Smith. His name is um, John Rolf. Oh, John Rolf. Okay, I got the Rolf and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a modern name, but I think it's Ryan. No, That's okay. Hilarious. Is it, uh, is it yes, John? yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Okay. So number three, is it, because um, I feel like, because <laughs> there were two that could kind of be this, but was it uh, Jasmine and Aladdin? Uh, number three, no. This was Cinderella. Number three was Cinderella. What? Disguise in the Village? Well, I oh, was is it with the dress. Well, I was trying to like do this thing where like we don't really know the prince very well in this one. He's like kind of the prince we know the least, except for Snow White's prince. But but I wanted it to like you know how she was in disguise when they met, and so like it's kind of like a role reversal where uh, they go into the village and he has to be in disguise, but she doesn't almost. Uh-huh. Um, because she's not known, like her face isn't known yet by the villagers. Interesting. Um, and then I also the only other reference really is, um, well, she says I'm, I'm not going to make the same mistake he did and let him go, which is like mm. him letting her go at the ball. And right. then um, the other one is, oh, um, when they hear rumors of what happened. For when they got together, as she says, the dramas and bloody occurrences that happened mm. to bring them together. So that is based on the actual, like, legit tale, um, not the Disney one, where they, like, you know, the to make the, the shoe, the glass slipper fit, um, her 
stepsisters cut off their heels and their toes. Yeah. Uh, and then so also there is another version where which is also in Snow White versions of at Cinderella's wedding they make the stepmother dance in hot poker or yeah. hot shoes like um gotcha. oh, like shoes over the fire. So um I was just trying to do like oh there's all these like crazy rumors about what happened and obviously it's not true but you know people talk. Um so that's what the that's referring mm-hmm. to. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I get that one. Hopefully the listeners did. Hopefully they're doing way better than I am. Me and my You're Pocahontas and Ryan. <laughs> so, yeah. I know. Ryan and I like, you know who I thought of was uh Ryan from high school musical. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> okay. So number four. Mm-hmm. Um, is this Odette and Derek? <gasps> Oh my gosh, no. But no, it's I not. That. I love that guess, but it's not. It's um it's Nala from the Lion King. Oh jeez. I think I was just thinking humans. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. God. No. I definitely uh, of course. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, if anyone's wondering, oh Dead and Derek from Swan Princess. Like now that I'm like thinking about the movie, because it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't think he had brothers, but they were like together from childhood too. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a good that's a good connection. Yeah, it's like the uncles are Timon and Pumbaa and mm, yeah. Um and then like, you know, I just love at the end when she's like, um, we all know who's gonna be running the show here because he's kind of an idiot. But I love him. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> of course it's Dang, of course it's some but I tricked you on that one so like everyone else is a human so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to ask more clarifying questions at the start okay, <laughs> okay so number five um was it Achilles and Helen what? I know I, I honestly thought that's what it was until you got to the cabin in the woods and then I was like that's not right but I had no idea what would be right right i love that you are trying to reach out of disney the disney scope because i can't even do that for myself well i should have known better i should have known that you would stay in the disney scope but i was like nah i think she's gonna trick me and go outside of it (laughs) so i was trying to get ahead of like too much credit (laughs) i know you better than this (laughs) um Um, number five is sleeping beauty Dang, of course it is. Okay. She says um, that she just woke up, but she's tired right. again. And then she falls back to sleep with him. Yeah, see, yeah. my memory of, like, the, um, I think, what was it, Troy with Brad Pitt, you know, and um, mm. Helen waking up and then going, like, laying back down and, like, mm-hmm. lying in the tent or camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. That scene came to mind when you were reading, and I was like, oh, okay, totally. No, I like that. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Yeah, so, but then I got yeah. blinded by it until the cabin, and I was like, ah, I should have been listening better. Yeah. Like I was listening, but I was like, I got this. No, like, you were you were convinced. <laughs> I, I was like so it. confident. Um, okay. okay, we're at six, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is this one Jasmine and Aladdin? Yes, this one is for sure Jasmine and Aladdin. Okay. Cool. Um, it's pretty. Yeah. Pretty obvious. Yeah. Basically, they're on the flying carpet. He's trying to take them somewhere fun. They end up at the top of a pyramid 
And she's like, uh, no. And all the Egyptians below are hella mad at them <laughs> for being on the gym pyramid. <laughs> I also just love at the end to be like, bed. Bed. Yeah, let's go. Like, <laughs> just like, a bed. <laughs> <laughs> so direct. I, I know. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So you got that one. Yay. Yay. I got, you know, one and a half. Woo-woo. Okay. So <laughs> seven. Was yeah. it Anya and Dimitri? I wish. Is it yeah, Ariel and Eric? It. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you got to the scales, I was like, I think it's Little Mermaid. But at first, I thought it might have been Anya and Dimitri. And it was mostly from that one step at a time, you know. Mm-hmm. And okay. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, it's totally Anya. And no, it's not Anastasia at all. So, no. um, But yes, it is. Gotcha, gotcha. I, my favorite part is when she says, sorry, I'm just tooting my own horn. Please do it. When she says... She heard him breathe slowly in his sleep, tired from another new thing she rushed her body into, which is mm. sex. Yeah. Oof. Woof. <laughs> yeah, with the context, it's a lot hotter and, like, crazy. Um, yeah, that must be so weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. Crazy. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Last one. Okay. Eight. Uh, Belle and Beast? Yep. Yeah, cool. I had a second guess too of Rochester and Jane because there was like a few words in there. I was like, it could be them because Rochester is so beast like in um, Jane Eyre. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, that's yeah. I mean, I think in a metaphorical sense, it's definitely Jane and Rochester. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, um, but yeah, um, Bell and Beast. <laughs> hey, you did so good. I did not. Well, I guess what I got three and a half. Uh, yeah. I wonder but how the audience did. You should tweet at us and let yeah, us know. No, but I, you, I'll give you Pocahontas. Yeah, I get the full point. Yeah, I mean it's her. Just because mm-hmm. you don't know, like you didn't Who know she's sleeping bed. with that week. Okay, cool. No, just kidding. <laughs> Gosh, no Pocahontas. <laughs> so sorry. I don't mean that at all. Uh, uh, apologies to the um, the family of John Rolf <laughs> for that. Anyway. But yeah, yay! So yeah, yay. I know I kind of like went wackadoodle on this one, but it was. No, really- I love it. It's innovative. That's really fun. Like you just like created a whole new literary game. Although you <laughs> focused on like <laughs> animation, you know, for the most part. But mm-hmm. th- that's kind of like a really fun writing game, honestly. Yeah. No, I felt I was like this is like a writing. I f- it felt more like a writing prompt or like a challenge. Mm, like yeah. someone had told me like what is Ariel thinking after she just had sex for the first time? Like, <laughs> Yeah, what is anyone thinking? After the first yeah, time? No, right. oh, my God. <laughs> it's fucking scary. Yep. <laughs> it's like, Great did question. I do it right? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to bleed? What is it? Am I dying? <laughs> Boy, anyway. does he still like me? <laughs> does he still like Holy. me? When can we do it again? Yeah. 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 Jeez, I'm going to be thinking about Ariel having sex for the first time for a while. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, great work. Very out of the box. Um, I love it. We'll have to play this again. I like that we have, like, a new format that we can write <laughs> in for the show. So we have, you know, poetry, short form, anything. Yeah. Uh, and now... Uh, 
a guessing game. <laughs> a guessing game, I guess. Like vignettes. Yeah, yeah, vignettes. Vignettes that guessing guessing game. game. Yeah. You'll have to, uh, maybe you can do it for your next one. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Or the we'll one see. after. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I had a burp. <sighs> ladylike oh (laughs) (laughs) all right so you get to dare me what to okay write next week what theme will you give me okay i'm gonna be real with y'all too is i was listening to my disney princess inspired taylor swift playlist (laughs) that i made can you share that with everyone, please? Absolutely. Okay. We should probably um, start using our Twitter account because we I don't think we've ever used it. So we'll post it there once we find out, figure out what the password is. Yes. Well, if you go on Spotify, I think you can find it if you look up. I think it's called Dis- – here, let me – I'll just double check. If you go on Spotify, I will make sure this is right. Yes. Okay. The playlist is called Disney Princess Tea. It's just a letter T. And it's just every Disney princess um, and heroine has a Taylor Swift song that I chose for them. So I was listening to that while I was writing this. And um, my song for um, Cinderella is Enchanted. And um, I just think that – and I even say it in her little vignette here that – that they were wonderstruck and enchanted with each other. So that's what your your uh, little thing's going to be, Cassie. Enchanted is the theme. All right. <laughs> that sounds good. I'll, I'll think on that one. And you can uh, do vignettes if you want to. Just kidding. I mean, you can. Well, I can. I can do what but I But I'm not going to, like, enforce it. But I would be excited if you did vignettes at some point. <laughs> So I will write uh, something on the theme Enchanted. Yay. So thanks for showing up. <laughs> and thanks for listening, everyone. This has yes. been great. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Jamie's Bits of Jam Storytelling Podcast was produced by Christina and Cassie. Music by the wonderful Grace Sai. Connect with us on Twitter at Bits of Jam Podcast and on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. We hope by sharing these stories and being open about our process and how we word vomit our first drafts, that you'll be encouraged to word vomit your own. The most important thing about writing is to write.